What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P. And it's your girl, Drea Nicole. And you are tuned in to another episode of Poor Minds. Where a drunk mind speaks sober thoughts. <sighs> we've had an adventurous past <laughs> week, sister. We definitely have. It's been a little, you know, we've had a little action going on. I know, for us to still be quarantined. We are still quarantined. So what do you think about Atlanta being open? Because it's like open, open now. Like people are at the clubs. Instant Blue has been packed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siva's has been packed. Mm-hmm. The local, the local clubs, uh, the local suite lounge has been packed. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think that it's wild, mm-hmm. and I think that this little second surge is about to be really crazy. Houston is like crazy. And Houston is crazy as well, and I think, but you know, Houston is supposed to about to be going back on lockdown. From my understanding. Well, see, this is my thing with it. I don't understand what made people just wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to go outside and go out now because there's nothing in the news that said, oh, it's safe now. Literally, everybody was panicking in the beginning, but now everybody's just like, oh, I don't feel like being in the house anymore. So let me just go out. Like, did you see that pool party in Houston, bro? Did you see the pool party out here? <laughs> they posted it on some blog and it looked like it was like a pool party at somebody's house and it was like packs. It was crazy. It was like 300 plus people for sure. And yes, Clay was crazy as fuck this past Memorial Day weekend as well. I just think it's ridiculous. I was laughing because I seen a meme on Instagram and it said, I love how people in Atlanta just decided COVID-19 is over. Yeah, but that's really everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just like, I just think it's crazy and it scares me. That's why I've just been trying to limit my interaction with people mm-hmm. because people just really not taking it seriously. I feel like um, as long as we're, I feel like we can still go by the CDC's rules, mm-hmm. 10 people or less, and that's okay. Um, but I feel like everybody I pretty much have been around, I talk to people, like I talk to my friends and I know that they're not going out. Like, I'm not going to lie. My friend Diamond, she been going out to the clubs and she was trying to hang out the other day. I said, oh no, baby, you got to have 14 days. Yeah, Diamond did. She tweeted, <laughs> she tweeted me on Twitter um, a few days ago and she was like, I've been outside, thank I said, I see. Oh, uh-huh, cutting mm-hmm. up. Can't be around you. Her and Gotti about to be in that house cutting up. Girl, so, I'm yeah. scared. I mean, more power to the people, you know what I mean, that's going out if that's what you want to do. At the end of the day, you know, do what you want to do. But I just do think that people still need to be cautious because this is like far from over in my Very personal, far from over. In my personal opinion. And then a lot of these clubs even been having the audacity to put on their flyers, oh, we're practicing COVID-19 safety measures. How the fuck are you practicing COVID-19 safety me- measures when it's impossible for people to be six feet away from each other mm-hmm. and people in that motherfucker smoke hookah and she what's uh escobar got shut down i saw that i was just about to say that yeah i was gonna ask did you see that that's but that's good mm-hmm. that's good i need to do that to all the rest <clears throat> of these places too and they just had a drive-through graduation at one of the high schools out there and uh out here and everybody got caught it like a bunch of students ended up so it's like that's crazy people are trying to do like the drive-through thing and shit's still not working so what i'm trying to understand is how did escobar get shut down but they allowing the club to stay open um i think they have their they do have regulations so i think it's like you have to like the staff has to wear masks has to wear gloves like i think there's like a a, kind of like a rule list but what about the customers i mean sis i don't know i don't know (laughs) what what i've been seeing in videos and stuff they are not wearing masks they're they're not but there is a regulation list that they do have Mm -hmm. and apparently whatever the regulation list is escobar wasn't following it at all right but i don't know what it is because i feel like 
Um, I had to go get an MRI last week, and I, they wouldn't even let me in the doctor's office until I had a, without so. no. I had to have a mask on. They had to come out there, take my temperature. Like they wouldn't even let me step in the building until they took my temperature, and they were like, "Do you have a mask?" I was like, "No, I left my mask at home." So they had to put a mask on me, take my temperature before I even walked in the doctor's office. Well, you know the liquor store um over here by Kiki House, they take your temperature before they let you in the liquor store, and I feel like that's what they need to be doing at all of these businesses mm-hmm. before they allow people to. Come come in is taking people's temperature at the door because mm-hmm. they have those little things that takes literally two seconds they mm-hmm. like put it on your head and they just press a button and it tells you your temperature but um, it's just wild it I is very know, wild but yeah i don't know um then you know we we had an eventful week because you know we had we went to the little function we went to two little mini functions yeah so but the first only one of them that just really upset me okay so <laughs> The other week, the week before last, we had a whole episode and we talked about party etiquette. We talked about BDB etiquette. We just let the girls know all the rules. Mm -hmm. But you know what? A lot of these BDBs need to take a class too. On how to well, if you're a BDB, you don't need to take a class because you already a BDB. It's the wannabe BDBs. Well, no, that I need to like, take the class. Well, sometimes I feel like men have money, but they just be like cheap as hell. But it's like if you want to be cheap, just stay at home. But if you're cheap, then you're not a BDB. True. I mean, I mean, you're a baller because you, your bank account says so. But you know, it ain't. I don't know. I ain't never care about dating a BDB who not spending the money, though. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, basically... What's the point? That's no fun. We went to a game night the other night, y'all, and it was just a very poorly planned game night. We show up. There was no... There was only one and a half bottles of liquor. Um, One of the bottles of liquor, I think, now that I look back on the situation, was kind of being hid from us. (laughs) The crown bottle, they did not want us to drink from that crown bottle. Which is wild because none of us drink crown. We don't even drink crown, first of all. And there was, we were sharing, it was like... It was what seven of us, eight of us. It was like eight people, yeah. Sharing, so we were still practicing. Uh, yes, but social distancing. We was <laughs> sharing one bottle of Casamigos. Then we were like, you know, we were hungry. Four. They had ordered four sushi rolls. Literally, like we had these big ass plates, and then everybody got like three pieces of sushi. <laughs> <laughs> just I was just very it was just real ghetto it was just very ghetto you know and it was crazy because I was gonna invite throwback bay because I was like you know right. maybe he can have some guys to interact with and we all getting drunk right. I'm so glad I did not invite him because I would have been so embarrassed oh my god I would have been so embarrassed yeah it was a no for me it was definitely a no I'm for me I'm never hanging out with them again yeah so I feel like for all the BDBs out there or aspiring BDBs out there please know how to court your lady and her friends as well like if you're having to get together or you want to take um your girl out to the club and you want her to bring her friends make sure the homie's straight make sure everybody is straight mm-hmm. don't be talking about uh i'm sure your homegirls have ate they they they, they stay still hungry like excuse me bitch do it look like we missing meals over here we ne- and, and that's one thing i need them to others understand we don't miss meals over here not at all uh, yeah i got three dollars but if i got my three dollars drag gonna pay for me ain't that right I have. I know. Oh, I got your bag. That's what I'm saying. On oh, period, Pooh. So we ain't struggling period, over here. And I don't want to go eat no way. 
I want I just, you to take me shopping. I just feel like it was just very nasty. It was just very nasty and very rude. But um, but we redeemed ourselves on Saturday. We had a uh, we went to a pool. Well, we it wasn't a party, but we, we went to little, our friends' pool. Yeah, and we Memorial had a good time. Day, little it was like a little Memorial together. Day shindig, mm-hmm. so that was fun. It was fun. So um, that and that is how you throw a party. Yes, because I mean, we had a party with a function. We had you made the potato salad, blessing. Kiki made some uh the Brazilian shrimp and uh-huh. chicken kebabs. kebabs. We had some links. We had boudin. It was all just very. Very classy and very Jerk fun. Ribs. Mm. Everything was Mm-mm-mm. fantastic. Delicious. Um, I'm, and before we get into these topics, I just want to talk about something real quick. Wait. I'll just tell you this. Wait. Now, this is like a friend moment. Okay, so me and Rapper Bay kind of got into it the other day. Why? Well, I don't want to say why, bitch. Oh, okay. You're going to tell me later. Yeah, but we had kind of got into it and... He had like hurt my feelings a little bit. And I just feel like sometimes I deal with this a lot with a lot of men I date. I feel like because I'm so goofy and I'm so silly, Mm -hmm. people feel like I don't have feelings. Like they think that I just have this like, oh, I'm going to laugh everything off. I really feel like a lot of men treat me that way. Like they feel like, oh, I can say whatever to let because she not going to care because she goofy as fuck and she going to laugh that shit off. Like, damn, bitch, I got feelings too. I'll be shocked. And sometimes, like, because the thing that we got mad about is because he said something to me joking. Mm-hmm. And I and I laughed it off the first few times, but he kept doing it. I'm like, okay, nigga, this isn't, this isn't funny anymore. Like, it's kind of hurting my feelings. Okay. And I just didn't like it. But you play a lot. So I you got to understand that God. that's what's going to come with the territory sometimes. Because you do play a lot. You do. I do. And you do that sometimes. What? But I feel like a lot of people around you have tough skin. So it just be like, oh, I know she playing. Yeah. But I feel like you do that. But I don't think I've ever like played with you. Him? No, I don't think I've ever played with anybody so much that I hurt their feelings. Well, you just never know what hurts. No, you don't really hurt my feelings. That's what sometimes I'm I just be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, but, but I feel like you don't never know what hurt different things hurt different people feelings and some people are way more sensitive than they let off you right. know what I mean so I just feel like you gotta be conscious of this so maybe you have hurt his feelings before and cause you already done told me he's not really emotional and he's not really vocal about like how he feel about things mm-hmm. and stuff like that so I just feel like maybe you have hurt his feelings in the past cause you be joking a lot yeah. and so maybe he feel like y'all been fucking with each other for so long y'all on that level where it's like okay she play with me all the time I can play with her too but did you tell so you did tell him that he hurt your feelings yeah I told him of course I was like yeah but then it was like and what was his reaction I felt like he was gaslighting me a little bit he was like well I was just joking with you cause I hadn't had a bad day and I'm just trying to lift my spirits type thing and he was like but I won't joke about it no more. Oh, well, no, but that's terrible. So you had a bad day, so you gonna kind of be mean to me? No, well, he wasn't being, he was just kind of saying, like, I had a bad day and I was trying to joke around with you to kind of like, so we can laugh and I okay. can put myself in a better mood, but I see you not in the joking mood, so I'll just talk to you later. Right. And I was kind of like, well, damn, I was just like, I don't know, girl. I don't know. I just, I think maybe I do need to be more vocal. And I maybe, Yeah, you do. 
Cause I, like I said, I'm the kind of person where if you hurt my feelings, I'm gonna just laugh it off, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna just make a joke. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, okay, this hurt my feelings, so when I tell people that things hurt my feelings, they be like, what? Damn, no, bitch, no feelings get hurt. Yeah, bitch, you got feelings. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I really feel like people treat me like that. Right. I, I mean, I definitely feel like when things hurt your feelings, you should be vocal about saying it for sure. <sighs> like I feel like I've had to get to a point like that because I used to be like that too. But now I, I'm gonna tell your ass like. No. And I think one thing about us is like, I've been dealing with him at this point for four years on and off. Right. So it's kind of like, um, in the beginning, when I was first dealing with him, I liked him so much. Cause I told y'all the story about Rapper Bay. I have, I've known him for years and I, right. and I had the biggest crush on him like mm-hmm. ever. And then it's like one day we just started talking. We just started fucking around. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I actually pulled this nigga type mm-hmm. shit. So it was like when we first started dating and talking, I was like, Oh Lord, let me. I used to walk on eggshells around him because I was scared anything I said or I do, he was gonna stop fucking with me. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. But it's kind of like, I don't know, sis. I think I need to work on myself being more letting down my walls and being more vocal with him. Cause like, okay, bitch, he's not going nowhere. Like, yeah, it's like if y'all fuck with each other. I mean, I feel like four years in, you should be able to tell a nigga how you feel about something and it be okay. You know what I mean? And y'all can have a conversation about it. Cause it's like if this is something that's bothering me, you need to fix it. Or you don't need to be here. Cause it's, ma- it ma- it's making me feel some type of way. I don't like when you do X, Y, and Z. And if you want me to still be in your life and you want to still be in my life, you do- you need to stop doing things that make me uncomfortable. Yeah, and let me say, he's not mean, guys. He is a little mean. He ain't mean. He's just a he's just a very serious he's just a part. Stiff nigga. He's very fucking stiff. Like super stiff. But he an earth sign, so I get it. Yeah, he do not be playing with these hoes. Earth signs like, are all very well, they can't see me. Girl, we're poker face. Yeah, we're all very poker face. Poker face. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the girls have a resting bitch face and the boys have a poker face. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into these topics. Okay. Even though that kind of was a little bit of topic. <laughs> anyways, um, I just had to get some advice, y'all. My bad. Um, okay, so I know y'all probably have not heard of this podcast. Um, maybe maybe some of y'all have. It's kind of literally like a similar podcast to ours, but it's white girls. Right. So basically, there's a podcast called Call Her Daddy. Mm-hmm. And they've just had a lot of drama like this past like two months. It's been a lot of fucking hot tea. Right. I didn't know what was going on because like I said, I don't really listen to podcasts. And mm-hmm. if I did listen to podcasts, I can't sit there and listen to two white girls talk. But <laughs> but um, basically, they were just having drama but between them one of the girls let her boyfriend get in her ear they were like making basically a million dollars between the two of them at bar stool right and they just wanted more money which i will say i agree with i feel like if you're bringing in a certain amount of numbers you're doing a certain amount of sales and mind you this is just off of ads and merch mm. they don't even tour i don't even do white people go to live podcast shows i don't know i feel like that's like a but oh they do okay <laughs> i had to ask kiki you know she be knowing okay <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah from what i see they've never been on tour or anything so they're getting paid five hundred thousand dollars a piece from ads and from shit. ads and shit and All, just the one episode a week no patreon no nothing yeah. bitch so i just wanted to talk first of all i want to spend the first half of this topic talking about kind of like the opportunities that i feel like white girls get over black girls in this kind of space Ooh, yeah um because to make five hundred thousand dollars a year to do one episode a week and you're not you're really not doing anything else now one of the girls yeah. the girl's um name is alex and sophia so alex is the blonde hair girl sophia is the dark hair girl so basically alex was kind of like um the editor 
she would kind of come up with everything mm-hmm. and then like Sophie's, Sophie's kind of like you she the baddie and she, the, and she got the man with the money <laughs> so it was like I think their pay came out to be like she got like 510,000 and mm-hmm. then like Sophia got like 480,000 oh okay anyways long story short um, Sophia let her man get in her head and they ended up splitting up so now call her daddy is just Alex by herself were they friends before they yes. they were they were they used to live together bitch oh wow live together so that's why and so they split up over a difference of um $20,000 no it wasn't over how much they were making because basically um Sophia's boyfriend was telling her like no y'all need to be getting paid more y'all need to rework this deal y'all need to y'all need to basically leave barstool but and what does her boyfriend do He's like a um a big executive at H- at sports HBO or something. Okay. Well, I guess he I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, they signed about. a three year contract with Barstool. And you when you sign a contract, you gotta put out your contract, period. Also, it was that amount of money over a three year period. Well, actually their salary base was seventy thousand uh-huh. dollars. But the owner of Barstool gave them a bonus because the show was doing so well. Oh, okay. How ungrateful are y'all? Yeah, that's wild. Y'all ungrateful as hell. Very now Alex smartened up and so she kept her deal. So she's still at Barstool making her money. So she's going to do a, po- a solo podcast. She's gonna, I think it seems like she's going to do a solo podcast by herself. Okay. But this is what's crazy to me. Because at the end of the day, they had virtually no audience before Barstool. Nothing. They went to Barstool. Barstool blew them up. I mean, we've been doing our podcast longer than them. Right. So it's just crazy. Like, when I listen to their pod, and I, I don't hate on nobody. I love to see women shining. Let me just right. first off say that. No but matter Drea, the race. When I listened to this podcast, I said, bitch, I know you fucking lying. Yeah, I tried to listen to an episode before and it just wasn't really my cup of tea. No, I get it. You know, it's it's a culture thing, I think. You know, like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely I mean, they a use different thing. lingo and mm-hmm. all that shit. So it's I very definitely... much like, oh, my God, I sucked his cock. Yeah, like... I, that's what I think <laughs> I couldn't just I really just couldn't get into it. But, you know. I don't know. I just feel like it's definitely a huge difference between black female podcast, not just female, but black podcasters and, you know, podcasters of other races for sure. I, but then I also think, you know what I mean? Where you stay has a lot to do with it as well. Um, we talked about this before. Like a lot of the time I feel like people, a lot of people who live in New York, because New York is such a podcast industry or podcast Mm -hmm. city in comparison to a lot of other cities, I feel like a lot of the time, a lot of podcasts really thrive out there, especially even if they're not that great, Mm -hmm. just because of the location and the the guests they have access to and the companies companies they have access to. Podcasts are are signing deals, like record deals now, like these like Spotify, iHeart, they're literally signing podcasts like they're artists now. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, but it's crazy to me how like how many good podcasts I hear, and it's just like they get no shine and no listens versus mm-hmm. like the opportunities that I do see white women and white men getting versus when they shows not that. And good. when they shows are really not good compared to the other stuff that I've listened to, it's right really crazy to me. Like I can only think of a few shows I feel like really get the shine that they deserve, but it's only a handful, and they don't even get the amount of listens that these other white shows are getting you know yeah, what i'm saying call her daddy was getting what like 
They were getting millions, like millions. Every week? Yes. I was going to say 500000 Oh, hell no. It was way more like, than that. I'm not going to, like, um, the last time I looked, um, I haven't listened to The Read in a while, but I used to be an avid listener of The Read, and they were doing, like, half a mil a week. Right. Like, on, from what I saw on their SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure that changed once they got their show and everything like mm-hmm. that. But, no, nah, Caller Daddy was doing, like, big, 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 huge numbers. That's why I said, um, them asking for more money wasn't the problem, but it's just so crazy how ungrateful people be, man. Yeah. Like, you know how much I would kill for us to have like a production deal for somebody to just like shoot our um content out there for millions of people to see? Like, y'all don't have to do nothing yeah. as far as marketing, everything. Like they handle everything but for y'all. But you also have to understand too that that. I, I think that your upbringing and maybe like if you come from a family with money and stuff, that type of stuff makes a difference too. Cause I mean, that's sound like a lot of money to us, but maybe to them, they was like, but you know, what's crazy about it that I don't fuck with is because they be on the podcast talking about they broke bitch. I really got $3. Y'all don't know about this $3 <laughs> life. And that's what well, we know. Them hoes probably didn't have $3 for real. But no, but they would be on the podcast talking about they broke. So I think, I think that that's broke, weird. I think that broke to that demographic of people and broke to us. It's two completely different things. But I don't care. $500,000 a year is not broke, bro. It's not. That's not fucking broke at all. Even living in New York. Yeah, I agree. You, you know get what I'm a saying? nice little apartment and still have hella fucking money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then y'all only working really what? One day a week. One day a week. That's wild. Well, Barstool needs to sign us because she. You know what I'm saying? We, it's real ghetto <laughs> with niggerish <laughs> over here, but we can get it done, bitch. <laughs> so I don't want to sound like I'm just hating on these girls. Because like I said, um, I do like to see women doing great things. I wish they'll work it out. Mm-hmm. But I really kind of want to talk about having a podcast with your friend. I know mm-hmm. we've talked about this a little bit bit before but i know a lot of y'all want to start a podcast i actually had somebody call me i have a lot of people inquire about um getting help starting their podcast yeah. and they're like should i do it by myself or should i do it with a person and my thing is with that i love our show yeah i really do but mm-hmm. i'll say this it ain't nothing like an episode with just like me and drea but that's just because this is a real fucking friendship yeah. like bitch Lex love when we just record just the two of yeah, us yeah don't get me wrong I've loved every single guest that we have on I'm so grateful that they even came on our yeah. platform to give us the time but bitch it ain't nothing like when it's just me and you just vibing and just talking I agree yeah so I do it's feel like, that way I think whenever you have a podcast with your friend it has to be somebody that you really fucking fucking care about that there's nothing that will come in between y'all cause then I feel like it just flow effortlessly you know mm-hmm. what I mean I feel like at first when we first started doing Wind Down Wednesday before we you know changed it to Poor Minds and stuff I feel like it didn't flow effortlessly but that's because especially more specifically me I had to really kind of get used to like being on camera Mm -hmm. and talking all the time like and showing my personality to people because before we started the podcast I was definitely just one of them girls where it's like okay yeah I had a whole bunch of followers and shit but I just would post my pictures. You like to be seen and not heard. Yeah I would just post my (laughs) pictures and shit and go I just felt like I I don't know I guess I just used to feel like my personality was reserved for the people that knew me in real life like the people that knew me know that I'm funny and they know that I'm crazy and all that type of shit and it's like if you know me then you know that i don't feel the need to show that on social media so i think that i had to get used to you know just being vocal publicly and i think another thing that's important when you have a podcast with your friend me and Drea, we talk about this all the time. We had a very long, what was it, like six, eight months where we just were not getting along. Yeah. Like, we were not 
fucking getting along. And it was like, it we was got, really bad. It was really bad. So we got through that. That's what I'm going to say, first of all. But I feel like a lot of people that go through the same shit that me and you went through, they don't get through that shit. So I feel like if you see those red signs and those red flags in the beginning, that's when you need to make a decision like, okay, bitch, do I still want to do this? Because now I feel like how strong our relationship is, bitch, there is literally nothing that can come in between us. Like whatever deal yeah. we sign or whatever we do, I don't think we would ever get into it about some money or some shit. Cause nah. like whatever deal we sign, if anything, I'll be like, somebody be like, oh, we're gonna pay y'all $20. I'll be like, yay, $20. You'll be like, no, bitch. We need more. Yeah, I'll be like, legs. <laughs> I'll be like, that's hold the fuck up. That's I'm, definitely, I'm definitely gonna be the one that's negotiating the numbers because legs is gonna I'll be go like $20. <laughs> that's quadruple my network. Exactly, bitch. I'm not about to play with you. <laughs> so but yeah, I, feel I like, agree. I, but I feel like a lot of the time, like, you know what I mean? When people do shows together and they can't get past their problems and stuff, I just be feeling like that's because you're not, they not real friends. Well, I, I don't want to go so far as saying that, but this is where I think the problem lies in a lot of podcasts. I think people don't stay in their fucking lane. What do you mean? I think like, like I said, if we go into a meeting, I know for damn sure, I probably need to let you talk and negotiate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to have an opinion. Right. Or I'm not going to have no say so, but it's just like, just like when it comes to certain stuff like editing or right. coming up with certain things, like, you know, that's my role. Right. I right. feel like when we talk about certain things like, oh, really doing stuff like uh being a baddie like that's your lane when it come to cracking these jokes you know that's my lane we i mean we both do we that have very, our lane yeah, yeah we both do very well like i'm not saying i'm not a bad bitch or you not funny right but i feel like when you know your lane and you stay in that lane and you stop trying to swerve in somebody else's lane mm-hmm. that's when the clashing starts and another thing is when you have a podcast you're gonna have to understand that people gonna have their favorites it's gonna be people that are team lex it's gonna be people that yeah, are team for sure. you can't let none of that stuff get to your head either I can never I'm never gonna be like yeah I can have poor minds with Drea because I can't could I do a podcast of course yeah but it would just but be it, a whole different it would be a whole different it can't I can't even do nothing like this with right. anybody else yeah I, when, I can't have these conversations with people like this you right. know what I'm saying but it's like could you do content without me of course yeah but it, would, but it just wouldn't be the same thing right so I think that's what happens a lot of time people feel like oh well let me start this so I can show her I don't need you like that's what a lot of people do. Yeah, and now, I'm not like gonna never end up working out that well. Well, I'll say this: I feel like there's nothing wrong with starting another podcast or doing other things. You know what I'm but saying? But it shouldn't be to spite. It shouldn't be to spite to spite someone that you used to, you know, exactly. Do a show with or something like I feel like, like when because you know I do where to next, and I'm actually about to start where to next again. But it has nothing. It has no similar things to do with poor minds. It's right. completely fucking different. I would never start another podcast that was like. Oh, we're talking about kind of like current events, relationship topics, sex topics. It's like, mm-hmm. why when I can do that here? Right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So I feel like a lot of times people be thinking it's a competition, but it's like, I don't win unless Drea winning, vice versa when it comes to poor minds. Yeah, I just feel like if you want to do a podcast with your friend, it just needs to be authentic. People like authentic stuff. Like yes. people don't like listening. A lot of stuff that we be reading online and we be seeing online about, you know, like reviews and stuff that people give on different podcasts and stuff. One of the main things that I notice is that people can't always feel the energy when it's off between mm-hmm. the two, you know, how much co-hosts podcast, or the three co-hosts or however many people uh-huh. are doing the show. People can always tell when the energy is off because I remember at one point 
like you said, when we weren't really getting along or whatever, that was one of the main things that people would say, like in our reviews and stuff on like Apple and stuff, people would like, always be always like, arguing. Was always <laughs> fucking arguing. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Like they energy just be off. They be being shady and this and this and this. So I just feel like people can always tell. So just make sure, you know what I mean? If you're going to do a podcast with somebody or a friend, quote unquote, just make sure that y'all got good energy and that it's going to come together well. Because people can see right on through the audio. That. Yeah. And the video because people can see right through that mm-hmm. that's absolutely true the body language be everything the conversation because that's the why back I, and forth banter girl i'm telling you we used to record bitch i used to walk in record and i'd be like all right see you later mm-hmm. and we would we would only see each other on tuesdays mm-hmm. we would go to the radio. one hour yes we would go to well we it would really be two because we would go to the radio station but really but but yeah but that was before we did the radio station because i feel like right around the time that we started being on the radio it, was, it started getting a little yeah, bit better yeah things started getting a little bit better around that time i feel like it was before that like it was like the end of 2018 mm-hmm. so like maybe like you like yeah probably until like the middle of last year yeah because i feel like things got really good like i said i always say when like we went to jamaica oh that yeah, was like our jamaica- break, that was like our breakthrough <laughs> trip that was like our therapy breakthrough it trip was. <laughs> we were so fucked up in jamaica we had so much fun yes, and i think did. he had just kind of reminded us like that we had needed to get back to like hanging that part out of outside our of poor minds right like, it was like every time we got together it and was just forgiving each other too for things that we was upset at mm-hmm. each other about because i know you was um you had things that you was upset with me about and i had things i was upset with you about and it's like if you just keep harboring on the same things you know what i mean you and this person are not going to be able to get back to a good place if y'all both can't kind of let go yeah it's like you have to choose to forgive somebody it's like if you don't want to forgive me just it's let a me choice know. right because mm-hmm. there was a lot of times you said well bitch i was like well do you want to be my friend or not you'd be like no <laughs> that's why eventually you know what i mean i got to a point to where i was like okay because you know i could be stubborn a lot of the time too so i feel like eventually i got to a point to where i was just like okay let me stop being stubborn and work on these because obviously i still care about you and it would be like i would have conversations with other people around me like my other friends and stuff and they would just be like well stop doing the show and i would be like no i can't I'm and dead. they would be like why and I'd yeah, be like, I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie that was the advice a lot of <laughs> and my they friends. did not understand they why didn't understand. they was like well it haven't even took off yet so like who why cares you, yeah they was like yeah. why you can't <laughs> stop doing it but I feel like I just kind of felt like no because I feel like if I could if I stopped doing the show then it's like we really wasn't gonna be friends no more that really poor minds was the only thing that was keeping <laughs> us was. like attached at one point and I think that's kind of how it was for me a lot of people were like just quit the show Lex like you can start something else. You can do something else. Like, yeah. you'll be fine. But I was like, I'm glad we pushed through, though. We did that. We did. We did. Okay, so I'm going to let you bring in the next topic. Okay. Um. So, the next topic that we're going to be talking about is couple goals. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to, you know, talk about a little bit. People, I feel like so many people be having such an obsession with other people's relationships. And it's so weird to me. Mm -hmm. It's so weird to me because I can understand having your opinion about things that you see. I can understand having your opinion about things that you see online and stuff like that. But it's just kind of like, why do you care so much about people that you don't know? I'll say this. 
I think a lot Let of times. Let people live. Now, I don't mind when people are like, oh, this is cute. Or when they say couple goals, like giving them a compliment. But I think it's weird when people get so invested that they start talking shit and being nasty and being rude. Like, oh, bitch, you're an idiot. Bitch, it can never be me. And stuff like that. Like, and he can't. He won't. But I'll say this. <laughs> I just think it, it's rude. It, like, if, if you see a celebrity getting cheated on by her nigga or whatever, and she takes him back. Why do you feel the need to comment or call people stupid or that's not your situation? Like, how are you that invested? It's not a complete you. And complete. I mean, I, I see so many people arguing on Twitter about uh, about just celebrity couples. Right. Like, I think it's I think it's why are you arguing? But you know what? I'll say this. I think a lot of that comes from jealousy, too. Absolutely. I absolutely think it comes from jealousy a lot of the time. I feel like people be trying to talk down on people or try to talk shit about people. But it really just be because they're jealous that they be a lot of the same shit be happening to them or has happened to them in the past. But they not reaping the same benefits that this person might be reaping. Exactly. In their situation. And I'm not and I'm not, and I'm not saying that I can be bought. But a lot of girls be like, oh, a nigga buy you some Louis shoes, some burger and take you on a couple trip and you be forgiving him it can never be ne- bitch a ne- nigga never even bought you a fucking hamburger that's why i said what it you can't never about? be them it be, the, it be the main hoes that be talking about it it will never be me because it can't be it won't be and they and i just think it's so weird how they like go in and be like you're so dumb i can't be bought i can't be bought sis nothing gets done for you so you know you can't say what you would do in that situation because you don't know how it yep. is to be spoiled if you ain't never been in somebody's shoes you can never really talk about what you would do in that situation because bitch you don't know what it's like to be in that and situation. not only that i feel like a lot of times you never know what goes on behind closed doors between two people yes that's what i'm that's another thing too it's like y'all don't y'all always be trying to assume that people don't be standing up for themselves to a nigga or don't be doing like don't say certain shit to a nigga when a nigga do them wrong and stuff like that y'all mm. don't know the conversations that people have in private and you'll never truly know what goes on between two people unless you're there right and you ain't there right i feel like a lot of times people just assume that things are one way because i'll say this social media is different like i'm still don't get me wrong i post shit right people don't know what i do for a living they don't know where i live they don't know who i fuck with they don't know nothing about me half you motherfuckers don't even know my real name True. To keep it 100. So it's like for me. People definitely don't know my real name. And so. Well, my last name. Right. That's what I'm saying. So for me, it's kind of like y'all are used to people that puts all their business out on social media all day, every day, all day, every day. But you have to realize a lot of these people, especially celebrities, they're only giving you a piece of their life. A small piece. A very, 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 very small piece. Right. So you're making. Um. A think piece piece and assumptions on 100% of this person's life when they're only showing you 5% of their shit. And sometimes barely that. But sometimes barely fucking that. Mandy had tweeted earlier today. She was saying that um she feels like she talk about so much of her personal life on horrible decisions, but she don't want to talk about the niggas that she talk about. Like, I mean, the niggas that she fuck with and stuff because it's just like, damn, give me my privacy. Let me have at least that one part of my life mm-hmm. that's to myself because I tell y'all so fucking much. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way about our show. Yeah. I had to retweet it because I'm like, yeah, I feel like sometimes people can be so invasive and so nosy and try to piece things together yeah. and figure shit out. And it's just kind of like, damn, like just enjoy the just show. Enjoy and what, yeah, just enjoy the show. Listen, enjoy what I'm giving you. And stop trying to piece everything together because what you think you know, you don't know. And nine 
I'll say 10 times out of 10. You wrong. Y'all be wrong. Loud and wrong. But I'll say this though. For me, like, even with dealing with Nigerian Bay, like, I still talk to Nigerian Bay. Like, that's my nigga. We're very fucking close. Right. Um, But it kind of got overwhelming for me as well because it was to the point to where, like, people were calling him about the show and people are tweeting me all the time. Like, I would say something about, oh, y'all, this nigga look fine. They'd be like, oh, where's Nigerian Bay? I'm like, damn, y'all. Like, can I live? Can I no, live? you can't. And then Sheesh. the main thing that they gonna say when we say stuff like this is, oh well, they have a podcast, so they're the ones who put in their shit out there, so we should be able to comment on it. And granted, that's true. You know what I mean? If somebody is putting something out there, you can definitely comment on it. But I feel like it should be taken at surface level and very lightly. Yeah, it's like I said, sometimes it get a little bit too invasive, uh-huh. and it's just kind of like, okay, damn, chill. Relax, relax a little bit relax, relax a little bit shouty but yeah as far as the couple goes like i said i think a lot of people um sometimes they look up to situations that don't necessarily be looked up to and they just talk shit about situations that bitch you don't even really know what's going on i just feel like at the end of the day you just gotta let people live their life like you're not gonna always agree with everything that everybody do but that's why all of us have different paths that's why people have freedom of choice allow people to have their freedom of choice and choose to live their life the way that they want to live it it really shouldn't affect you i'm not gonna lie like the way other people live their life i'm really never really concerned about shit that don't affect me or people around me right i really don't give a fuck but not only that i feel like a lot of times people comment on certain couples they're like oh she dumb yeah he buy her everything but he don't really like her he don't be posting her let me tell y'all something these men are buying these girls cars, jewelry, Rolexes, bust downs, trips. If a nigga don't fuck with you, he's not doing all that for you. Yeah, he not. not every girl is somebody. A lot, a lot, a lot of these girls are just getting fucked and sit on their way. Yep. These men, trust me, if you see a girl, she got some nice bags, got some nice shoes, got some jewelry, got a nice car. The, the nigga's fucking with her in some right. way, shape or form. So, yeah, niggas going to do their dirt. That's what comes with the territory when you fucking with certain certain type of niggas. But you stupid if you don't think these girls don't understand that. And I, Exactly. And that's what really is crazy to me people always be trying to talk down on girls who are like keep fucking with a nigga or take a nigga back because they quote unquote bought them something or did something for them but how y'all know that's not how that bitch playing the game do y'all ever stop to think that like some bitches really just be wanting the stuff Mm -hmm. and they really don't be all up in their feelings i mean not saying some girls don't but a lot of girls really just be wanting their things Mm -hmm. give me my chance and you'll be thinking and bitches be thinking that they stupid or bitches be trying to talk about them but you really don't understand that's probably all that bitch really wants. right she probably don't even really give a fuck about that nigga like that whenever you're in a relationship or just when you're dealing with somebody whether you want attention love a car shoes back whatever it is that you want make sure you're getting that from that nigga right like i have some niggas that i just like to fuck with because they got good dick or this nigga because he buy me a lot of shit or this nigga because he give me a lot of attention or you know what i'm saying like i feel like whatever you want from that person you should make sure you should get from him period people just have different breaking points and people have different things that they okay with putting up with like for some women it is it's like oh no i'm not gonna ever deal with no nigga who be cheating on me like i i'm not okay oh, with fucking, well you must be about to date a bitch then i mean but i'm just saying for some women 
or even if we do think that they living in a fairy tale world, which we do. I'm dead. You know what I mean? I feel like, but that's some, that's how some women think, and that's how they was raised. And I get it because I was raised that way too. But life taught me different. Because mm, Papa was a wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Life has taught me. Life has taught me a different story. You know what I mean? But that's definitely how my mom raised me too. It's like a man is you. You need to be with a man who's not gonna cheat on you. A man but I feel like this, your mom this, is this. supposed to put. I mean, your mom is. Not saying Self you pers- personally, but no, not only that, I feel like any parent, and I'm not talking about your parents, but any right. parent, um, if like they're if the husband is cheating, I don't think the mom is gonna tell the kid, oh yeah, all these niggas ain't shit. Cause what what wife is gonna paint their husband in a Out bad to light be, yeah. to their children? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So of course, a lot of these a lot of women that were raised in two parent households, you thinking, oh, well, my daddy was faithful because we grew up in a happy home. Baby, your daddy was outside creeping. Right. Right. He's talking about he got a rock all the time. He was at Gertrude house. Girl, if you Y'all remember Gertrude, Gertrude, Gertrude ass, one mama Gertrude was such a mean dick now. Gertrude was such a mean Girl, shut dick. the fuck up. But no, for real, that's what I'm saying. So it's just like, I feel like for the most part, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of women were raised that way, believe it or not. But it's just like, when you get older, you choose your own path and you decide what type of life you want and what the things that you want out of life. And if you choose to deal with a certain type of nigga, let people do what the hell they want to do. I, I'll business. say this, the type of things that I know that I want in my future relationship is one I'm never going to be worried about another bitch Same. I'm just that's just not something I that's just not a battle I want to fight because I'm going to be fighting all my life I had to fight you're going to be Who fighting wants to be worried uh, imagine that type of existence where you literally wake up every day and you obsessed and worried about what your man doing because when let me tell you something you. these men are not going to fucking stop they so not. stop worried about it Enjoy that man. Nobody belongs to you. Enjoy that man. That's who enjoy Ooh, say it again. See, say it again. Nobody belongs to you now. Mm-hmm. Can I get a amen? Amen. Can I get a amen? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take y'all to church real quick. <laughs> but yes, yeah, y'all have to stop thinking that people are possessions because they're nice. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's problem. When you date somebody, you have you can't be with somebody and be jealous and be possessive. That's not how relationships relationships work to me i feel like you're supposed to enjoy people like even in your friendships like drea is my friend right drea can have other friends Mm -hmm. drea can go out with other people if drea is going through something and she doesn't want to confide in me at the moment she can confide in other people i'm not gonna get mad or jealous Mm -hmm. because this is a huge this is a grown-ass woman Mm -hmm. and it's like she does not belong to me so i think a lot of problems start in relationships when you think this person belongs to you now i think there are levels of respect you know you're gonna respect me you're not about to have um like if i'm your woman you're not about to be on Instagram in the club kissing on a bitch and she filming y'all and posting it. Now that's a little bit Absolutely too fucking far. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It but has to be boundaries. It's, it's in boundaries. It's definitely some boundaries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't be moving all sloppy out here, but I feel like real niggas don't move sloppy. Real niggas know what's up. Like they not really out here purposely embarrassing they main bitch. Yeah, they not. So I just feel like um, 
people's, you know, expectations for relationships are different, but let your expectations be yours. Stop projecting onto mm-hmm. other people because you feel like, oh, you're, she's dumb. Well, be- bitch, maybe I think you're dumb. <laughs> maybe I think you, <laughs> maybe I think you're dumb because you ain't got nothing. You ain't you never ain't been nowhere. You ain't never got shit from a nigga. You, you ain't, ain't never <laughs> been nowhere, bitch. So maybe I think you're dumb, but you don't yes. see me talking about you. Exactly. I'll let you live. I'll let you make it. Can you let me make it, please? No, they can't. Can you let me and my YSL? Making honey, please let me in my wife's wife sales live. Please, <laughs> goddamn. Okay, so let me know what y'all think about couple goals and things like that. We're gonna move on to the next topic. I'll let you introduce uh, this topic as well for the uh, for the girls. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this. I forgot. Ooh, that pitch got hot. I forgot because I forgot why I wanted to talk about this. I actually been having this in my notes for a few weeks. I had wanted to talk about it a few weeks ago, so I forgot like what prompted me to make this a topic on the show. But I wanted to talk about dating people that your parents don't like or don't mm-hmm. approve of. You know, and would you? You know, would you date a nigga that your mama didn't like? You know what's crazy to me? Growing up. My sister has always been the super focused one, go to college, get a good degree, you know, make money. But she's never been like the best at picking men. Uh Sorry, Jazz, but you have it. (laughs) And my mom has literally never liked anybody my sister has dated. She's tolerated them. She never liked nobody. Nope. Nope. She's tolerated them. This, you know, I I told the story, um, I think a few months ago on the show. My sister is now with my best friend. They had a baby together. Mm-hmm. So they're like in a relationship. He's the first guy that my mom has ever liked. The first one. And for me, I've always dated the guys that my mom liked. I've never brought a nigga home. And my mama was like, no, really? I don't fuck, never. I mean, my ex that I, well, she, well, my ex that I got in a relationship with, um, the one that tried to make me sign the NDA, he don't even have a nickname. Yeah. Um, they never met because right. I was in Atlanta and she was in Houston. Mm-hmm. But um, my ex before that, I was in a relationship with him for about two and a half years. Loved him. Lo- I mean, they used to, they still talk to this day. And he just had a baby. Mm. He used to come to the house, do crawfish boils all the time. My ex before that, with the one I used to live with, they had an amazing relationship. She was actually heartbroken when me and him broke up. Oh, wow. It was that I felt like she went through it more than I did. Mm. So for me, Honestly, I love that dynamic of like me, my sister, my best friend and my mom. We're all in the group chat. Mm-hmm. I love that dynamic of family because I always <laughs> talk about I, di- I didn't have a big family growing right. up. So whenever I'm dating somebody, it's absolutely I can't date you if my mom doesn't like you. I so you re- so you can never be with nope. a guy that your mom I can like. fuck you. You can we can go and we can do what we got to do. But if my mama don't like you, you're not about to be my man. I'm not marrying mm. you. It's not. I just I'm not doing it. I am not going to lie. I feel that way too because my parents have never liked anybody that I've dated. Mm-hmm. They always felt like none of them niggas was good enough. And where are all them niggas at now? Not good enough. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they had a point. So right. it's like, I feel like a lot of the time your parents, not to say that they always know best, because again, going back to, you know, just being your own person and being an individual, you have to live your life how you see fit and make your own choices, especially once you become an adult. But I feel like a lot of the time, 
parents be on to something mm-hmm. and we really don't be giving them a lot of credit as much credit as they deserve because even when it comes to friendships i look back at all the bitches i used to be cool with in elementary school oh, now you right middle about that. school all them bitches that my mama used to be like that ain't your friend mm-hmm. she don't really fuck with you mm-hmm. she don't really like you and i used to be like mama whatever that is my friend and I'm not friends with none of them bitches no more. And they all ended up doing some fucked up shit. Right. And I had to cut their ass off. And my mama didn't ever say, I told you so. But she knew that in the back of my mind, I remembered what she had told me about them Mm -hmm. people. And she was right. And I feel the same way about niggas. You know what I mean? And funny, a funny thing about my parents is I only let my daddy meet one one dude that I ever dated. Mm -hmm. All the other guys he had never met. Only my mama met him. But my mama would always tell my dad stories. Mm -hmm. But he just never liked the niggas anyway. He just felt like nobody was good enough. Yeah, Yeah, I I think most... I mean, well, I don't know. Because I don't know my my, my daddy. I ain't never had no daddy. But um, (laughs) I think a lot of dads... That's not funny. (laughs) No, it's not. But it just (laughs) is. My silly ass wanted to sing that Sierra Marie song. I had no daddy around when I was growing up. You know that was my shit. When I used to come on the radio, I used to be singing that shit hard as fuck. But no, um, I feel like most dads feel that way about their girl, especially you know you being the only child. Yeah, you know, he was like, you know. But um, I'm not gonna lie, my ex, the, my last ex that my mom met, she was right about him. That's that's a good man, Savannah. That's a good man. He was a good man. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say he's making a lot of money out here, but he has a stable job. Mm-hmm. He was a very stable person. Like, mm-hmm. we broke up because he didn't want me to go to Atlanta, of course. He kind of wanted me to do what he was doing. He had a house. He wanted me to move into the house. Mm-hmm. And that just wasn't me. Like, that just wasn't for me at all. But I feel like you're right. Parents, like, they do kind of know. They it's have like that, a sixth sense. Yes, they have that sixth sense. They mm-hmm. just know if a man is good or not. That's why I said, if my mama don't like you and I fuck with you, I can still fuck with you. But as far as moving anything further past that, mama knows best. And I'm old enough to know at this point, when my mom tells me stuff, I listen. Yep. Because I, I used to be that. Well, well I'll, no, I'll say this. I used to be 15 and 16 and my mom would give me advice and, I, and I'm mad at myself for not listening to her a lot of times. Now, well, yeah. I do live a very different life than my mama did you know that's what life. i was about to say how is life that's what i was about to say my mama would never understand and he don't know nothing about this lifestyle right yeah. here so but, sometimes i listen to my mama but then sometimes i do take the things that she say with the grain of salt only because i know i want a different lifestyle than you know what i mean than she had mm-hmm. and i want different things than she had so i just feel like i do listen to her but then sometimes i understand that she is giving good advice, but this doesn't necessarily apply to the situation that right. I'm in right now. And not only that, well, the relationship me and my mom have, we don't really even talk about my dating life no more. Because she knows, like, this is out of my hands, honey. But she knows whenever I'm ready to bring somebody home, I feel like that's when her advice is going to kick in. Yeah. Because right now she feels like, girl, just have fun and protect yourself and stay safe. Yeah. Like, she don't have nothing. She don't got no advice to give me. Mm-hmm. What's she going to tell me? Stop fucking. I'm not going to do that. She's going to tell me stop traveling i'm definitely not gonna do that bitch i got shit to do well my mama don't she definitely don't try to give me unsolicited advice yeah like, the only time she give me advice is if i call her and tell her about something specific and i'm like oh my god this is stressing me out or pissing me off then i talk to her about it then of course she'll have you know her advice the mo- I, I need advice like how i'm gonna get this nigga to pay for my lipo yeah and you don't know exactly she, she don't tell me exactly. girl she don't know the tea. mama how i'm gonna get this nigga to buy me a new car <laughs> she don't got my no mama tea. can't tell me that <laughs> 
She don't got no teeth. Not from me. a not from a woman who's not married perspective. Because mm-hmm. of course your husband bought you a car. That's your husband. Right, exactly. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little different when you out here slanging this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um no, I feel like but going back to what I said earlier, I definitely care about my mom's approval. Not so much of niggas I'm just kind of having fun with. Yeah. That's why I haven't introduced anybody to my mom. Because my mom is my best friend. She is very fucking important to me. I will beat your ass behind my mom. Same. Um, I don't, I just don't play when it comes to my mom. That's why I really, when I post her, I don't tag her. I don't do none of that because I don't need people trying to find her and mess with her. Because she one of the people that be on Facebook arguing about politics all day. But see, <laughs> your mama is a Taurus. My mama is a Libra. And so she's very like tranquil and always want to keep the peace. Oh, not So mine. it's like she don't be, so it's like she will not approve of somebody that I'm dating or whatever, but she's never going to be mean to them. Mm-hmm. And she's always going to keep it cute. You know what I not mean? Not mine. And, and, and she the type of person, this is always what she tell me. She's told me this my whole life. Well, baby, whatever you want to do, I'm okay. Oh, hell I support no. you. Honestly, That's what she always say. Honestly, my mom... When my sister had people over, like, straight up walk past them like they don't exist. <laughs> and not say two words. Me as a mom. Girl, my mama do not play. Like, if she don't like it, she just can't be fake. Absolutely. Gonna That's going to be me as a mom. Like, I'm not going to play this shit mm. at all. And I, and I understand that they going to be children and she. But once my child is, like, in middle school and she and they bring somebody over that I don't like, I'm not about to be Well, I feel like from middle school. the phone. Like, Girl, from middle school, uh-uh. that's a little different. No, it ain't. These are kids. And you know they're not going to end up being I'm together anyway. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to be mean. But I just ain't about to go out my way to like be all super friendly. Well, I feel like and if, 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 if I feel kids, like you're not being a good friend to my kid, I'm not saying I'm gonna be mean. That's what I'm saying because it's like, bitch, but kind of like you said, it's just like, hey, you yeah, know, you gotta say, go hey. about my business. Mm-hmm. Now I get that. We ain't but, gonna be in the kitchen holding conversation. But I think it's, but I do think it's weird now when parents cross that line and they start being that overzealous parent that's always in their kids business and being mean to other kids it's like at the end of the day you're still an adult tell your kid oh, how yeah. you feel when they're but to be mean to kids now that's what that's a, i'm not saying you say that no but yeah, you know they're never be mean to a kid but like i said at the end of the day if i feel if my child is always coming to me and telling me a situation well first of all i'm not gonna even lie to you if my kid is always coming to me Telling me about one of their friends and how they always hurting their feelings and making them feel some type of way and shit like that. You not even about to be able to come to my house, right? And it's just me being completely honest, well, kid know, or not. You know, you always see those little Facebook statuses or tweets and people be like, "Oh, my son fast and he text, texting this little bitch talking about this and that." And I'm like, "Well, damn, you're raising the man. You yeah. are." And you know, I will say this. Um, what's the name? Uh, Milano, Mink Mill Baby Mama had made such a good post today. And she was basically saying like all mothers that are mothers of boys, like they have a big responsibility on them. Yeah. To raise a new generation of better men. Because honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. That's why (laughs) I don't date a lot of men my age. Because this, my generation, especially this ain't it. These niggas is. This is not, this is not it at all. You know what I'm saying? So my sister has two boys and. Jackson, y'all know I love my little baby. He is just so well-mannered. He is so sweet. He has never gave us no problem. And he is just a good, good, sweet boy. And, mm-hmm. I, and I will say this about my sister. She is doing a damn good job at raising her kids because Jackson is just so well-mannered. Now, Peanut, he too little to tell right now, but he got a little grunt on the grumpy side, but he a Pisces. So we're going to see how he turns. I thought he, he was an Aries. Well, what's February 17th? Oh, no, he he a Pisces. No. He an Aquarius. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's an Aquarius? Oh, February 17th. 
17th? I believe so. Yeah. It's before because Jordan, my best friend Jordan is a Pisces and his yep, birthday is on Aquarius. the 20th. Oh, damn. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. It's the 18th. Oh, so maybe he is a Pisces. No, it's a... He's still a Aquarius. Hold on. Let me see, y'all. I don't even know my little peanut birthday. He might be on the cusp, though. Oh, yeah. He's still an Aquarius. He's yeah. an Aquarius. Ooh. He gonna be real spicy. Ooh, he already is. I, I know he. He already is. But, yeah, I feel like a lot of pe- a lot of um, women that are parents of boys, they have a big responsibility to raise. Just raise these little boys different. Because these niggas now, they ain't it, child. They are they not ain't. it. Okay. So, let us know how y'all feel about dating people that your parents don't approve right. of. Right. Okay. So, now we gonna get into the bed. Hey. The bed. Hey. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this because I was getting big down one time, right? (laughs) And um, I do not like riding dick, first of all. But I feel like I'm very good in other positions. I do what needs to be done to where you're not even going to miss it. So first of all, let me tell you a story. I was getting some dick and this nigga was like, you like to ride dick? I was like, no. He was like, bitch, get on top. I was like, oh, hell no. Why, Why do we ask? ask me? Girl, I was so mad. So anyways, today's topic is being flexible. Okay. I want to talk about how important it is to be flexible on both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Now, for ladies. For a nigga? Yeah, nigga. Sometimes I like when a nigga like, okay, so... You know, if they in a position where like you laying on your stomach, you laying on your stomach and he might want to get on in that frog leg position. You got to be stretched for that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He he on his feet yeah. and he's like pounding you to smithereens. <laughs> That's when they got a good grip. But you got to be bent down. You got to stretch for that. Wait, you said you on your stomach. I'm on my stomach. So you laying flat. I'm not laying flat flat because he has my hips and he's going to pick up my hips and he's in the froggy position. And he's, you know, smashing okay. it from okay, the back, sister. Mm-hmm. Smashing those guts. <laughs> so I feel like for positions like that, you have to stretch. I feel like the main position that we all know and love, especially for women, is missionary. And you have to be able to lift them legs up. Yeah. There is nothing more than a man loves. Now, he likes it when you can put your legs around his neck. Mm-hmm. But when you can actually put your legs past his neck. Right. Baby. It's like a nut button nut. They gonna nut every <laughs> fucking time. So I need you ladies to know. Now I'm not saying you gotta crack out the fucking yoga moves and every time because I'm. But if you're not flexible enough to like put your legs back like that, you do need to do some yoga. Yes, I feel like ladies, we need to start stretching. Make sure that pussy gets nice and ready. There's like. And the men too. The men too. You need to stretch your back. You need to get ready. Cause I feel like if you're stretched and you're loose for sex, <laughs> you're gonna have so much better sex. I'm just laughing because I just was thinking about being this nigga fucking one time. And he was like, Oh, my back, my back. Exactly. Hold on. He was like, hold on, let me lay down. You need to get on top. Excuse me. That's what I'm saying. And you know, we getting a little older. We not no young spring yeah, chicken. We no not more. We not. So we gotta keep up with the young girls. They trying to come get our BDBs. <laughs> we see you poor girls out there. Y'all Y'all be asking us about the BDBs. Oh, they be asking every week. They be asking every week. I be like, baby, y'all on the prowl. You might be taking my man, bitch. Hold on now. Dowdy, didn't say all that. Okay, relax. But no, I just need you ladies to understand it is very, very important to stretch. I feel like 
I'm not saying you have to stretch every day. If you do get up to every day, that's cool. But I definitely, definitely stretch like three, four times a week. Oh, you do? Yeah. And it, but it's not nothing long. I wake up in the morning. First thing I do is I might touch my toes for like 30 seconds. And the good thing about stretching is you don't have to do it long, long. As long as you just get your body loosened up. Right. Wake up, touch my toes, hold that for 30 seconds. Then I get in the little split position. Mm -hmm. Like when my legs open, I'll reach to the right. I reach to the left. And then I actually do lay on my back sometimes. And I'll, I can, you know, I'll pull my I legs back. I've seen you. Well, I still got that right. video on my phone what from Penny Palooza. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. You need to delete that. No, I don't. Oh my God. That is memory. That is going to haunt me for one day. That video is going to haunt me. I'm telling you. you how is it my phone? I know. What if you lose your phone and somebody hack it? Exactly. Nah, that ain't going to happen. We ain't going to even speak that into existence. Yeah, let me knock on But even in that phone, you it ain't like you naked or nothing. So yeah, I mean, not. you know. Who was I giving a dance to? Was it Peach, the white guy? Or was it Cash? It was Cash. Poor Cash. <laughs> Cash just got engaged, so congratulations yeah, to him. To um, so what stretches do you have? Because I know you be stretching that pussy. <laughs> oh, and you gotta stretch that groin area, right? By I your do. Pussy? I do be stretching too, but I mean, I pretty much do the same thing that you do. Honestly, I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't really do nothing different mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. A good another good stretch is when you put your feet together like an Indian style and you push your uh knees down. Oh yeah. That stretches your groin mm -hmm. area. Because like I said, if a nigga is on top of you and he's going to pound town and your legs lifted back, I'm telling you, that's why you be sore the next morning. Right. You be sore right all in that groin area. So ladies, make sure before y'all get dicked down, you stretch that pussy real, real good. Okay. So what advice do you have for them if they not flexible? Stretch. <laughs> No, okay, so this is the best way to stretch too. I have been I, now when I was younger, bitch, I was very fucking flexible. But I took dance. I was too when I was. Younger. I was in gymnastics, ballet, tab. I did all that shit. So I've never really lost my elasticity mm -hmm. in my in, in this pussy. <laughs> Girl, so, I can stretch really good now, but I've always kept that up. But if you're not flexible at all, the best thing you can do is get your muscles warm. So do a little bit of cardio. I'm not saying run no goddamn mile, but you know, just walk around the block, walk around your kitchen island a few times. Get those muscles revved up a little bit. You yeah. want to impress your BDB. You don't want to lose your BDB, okay? That's true. So get your muscles warmed up. Take like if you can walk on the treadmill for like 10 minutes at like a, a three or a four, that's not even fast. Just get those muscles because when your muscles are warm, it's easier to stretch. Yeah. When you stretch in cold muscles, that's when you pulling something. So that's why when mm, you when you leave in the club. The yes, when you leave in the club, you ain't been twerking because you want to be a boring bitch sitting down. That's why when you put your legs behind <laughs> your head, you hear something pop. <laughs> Now, if you at the club shaking ass and twerking, it's going to be easier for them legs to go back behind your head. You see where I'm going with this? Not when you hear something pop. I'm telling you, you got to stretch. I just you had a visual. You got to get the muscles warmed up. I'm telling y'all, if you're not flexible, warm up. Just do a little warm up, a little quick jog. Five minutes, get those muscles warm, and then stretch. I'm telling y'all. I do feel like it's never too late in life to, like, work on your flexibility. Yes, you always supposed to be flexible. Yeah. That's one of the main things I enjoy about my skills in the bedroom. Yeah, niggas just don't like nobody that's really super lazy in bed. The only time I've ever been lazy in bed when it was just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. With the BDBs, I ain't never lazy. Mm -hmm. You gotta turn them out. Mm -hmm. Cook a meal the same time and turn a nigga out. Yeah. Where the trainer? Now, with niggas who wasn't BDBs, I'm not gonna lie. 
my sex was probably lackluster sometimes. Oh, I definitely. Because I just feel like, why I'm working hard for, what am I working hard for? Well, I feel like for now. I will literally just be laying there. I'm dead. Well, I still want my nut now. No, I do. I mean, I do too, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, you mean. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm really yeah. not, not going to do the most. If a nigga is not a BDB, I'm really not going to do the most. I'm probably not going to suck your dick. I'm not lying. I swear to God. I like to suck dick, though. I do too, but why I'm going to suck your dick if you're not a BDB? Well, I don't. These Sucking days, dick is a part of these sex. These days, I don't be really fucking niggas that's not BDBs. So, yeah, but, you know, occasionally. I mean, you know, that's what I was going to say. I definitely have slipped up though but if I do slip up I'm really not about to just do the most unless maybe I'm drunk mm. if I'm drunk then anything goes Ooh, Lord. But, we, we know but if I'm so but if I'm sober I'm definitely not about to do the most to please you do you what? like sober sex I think sober sex is so boring me too I don't really like it to be honest. unless I'm in love with you I can do sober sex, but if I'm not, let's get drunk. Yeah, I love to be drunk and have sex. Like, that's my favorite pastime. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, most people like reading, working out, um, going, have, going have, to church. I have other, you know, I have other pastimes, but you know, that's probably my favorite. Okay, that's a new hobby. <laughs> you know how when they do like questionnaires and they ask you hobbies, like, what do you do for fun? Dress like. Have drunk sex. Have drunk sex. With BDB. I'm Fucking dead. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get into the bop. Hey. The bop. Hey. The bop. Okay, so y'all already know what my bop of the week is gonna be. Because um, I've been tweeting about it all fucking week. Y'all know this is my second favorite rapper. Um, and I'm just so fucking happy because he did it again. Thank you, Gunna, for blessing our ears because Future didn't have the ability to, obviously. Now, Future album did go number one, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, don't do that. Because I told y'all, I said it last week, didn't I? But Mm -hmm. let me say this. Gunna's album is good. He only got maybe three or four songs I skip on there. And I say that that's good because he has 18 songs on there. So it's only like three or four songs I skip on there. So I'm going to give y'all my top. I couldn't do. I was trying to do top three. I got to do top four. Um, and actually these songs are all in a row. You know how when like there's a piece of the album that like it just bangs, mm-hmm. the, the songs are just good right in a row. Right. So y'all gotta listen definitely to number five through eight. That's Dollars on My Head featuring Young Thug, Addies featuring Nietzsche, Skybox, and Wanna. First of all, Skybox goes so fucking hard. That's probably my favorite song on the whole I like album. Skybox. Skybox is hard. Wanna is hard. That's the title track of the album. Wanna is fucking hard. Addies is hard. It's just a good album. I'm not gonna lie. Met Gala is hard. Top Floor with Travis Scott is hard. It's a good fucking album. I feel like Gunna... Now, Gunna is not no Grammy Award winning artist, so don't go into the album thinking you about to get some fucking Luther Vandross. Now, how you gonna say that this is your fave, your second favorite rapper and then backdoor and say that he because got no Grammy winning I'll say, artist? Because the, cause the Grammys don't acknowledge people like that, though. Think about how hard Gucci Man goes and does he have any Grammys? You know what no, the Grammys cater to. They want to hear Kendrick Lamar because I'm woke and I like to oh yeah I went to church and MLK was there you know what I'm saying like that's what they want to hear at the Grammys they don't want to hear about Addie's he talking about popping perks and eating pussy that is what he talk about you know what I'm saying so shout out to Gunna. the rest of the culture want to hear it that's though. what the culture wants to hear that's why I said Gunna is an amazing rapper he's an amazing that's why in one of his songs he said um he said something about uh I should have got that BT award because absolutely Gunna needs to be racking up these MTV and BT awards absolutely because that's what he deserves I'm not saying he don't deserve a Grammy but 
Fuck the Grammys. And that's real shit. <laughs> okay, so I do have a bop from the album too, but my bop is Blindfold with him and Lil Baby. Okay, that's so a Lil Baby is my favorite rapper. Mm, we know. Girl, shut up. I know anyway, that's right. So, yes, Lil Baby is my favorite rep rapper. Rep the set. Rep the set. Rep the set. Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, I really, really like this song. To me, any song for the most part with Lil Baby as a feature is a bop. And then, you know, I really like Brent Fast. I oh, think I'm saying his last name right. Him. Yeah, so I really like his album. But lately, I've been really listening to Cloudy the Light. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. It's a bop. So then my two bops of the week. Okay. Okay. Well, thank so you, it's time Beth. to get into the question. Yes. Yeah, so as always, we do the advice of the week. Make sure y'all email us at askpoorminds at gmail.com if you would like your questions answered. That's mm-hmm. A-S-K-P-O-U-R-M-I-N-D-S at gmail.com. And please, like I said, keep it as short as possible. Y'all are doing a good job because we just can't read a whole, whole, long, long, long shit. So, you know, bust that shit now and make it real <laughs> quick. You want to go first? You want me to go? Uh. I guess you can go first. Okay. So it says, please keep this anonymous. Hey, ladies, I just want to say how much I love y'all and the show. Okay, so I have a five-year-old son. I'm currently engaged to a man who is not his biological father, but my son knows him as dad. My baby daddy doesn't come around physically, but he pays child support. He has multiple kids by other women, but I'm the only one who has him on child support. Because because of this, the judge orders he pay a pretty large amount for the child support, over $1,200 a month. Recently, my baby daddy found out that I'm engaged and he feels like he should not have to pay any more child support since my son has a father figure who pays for everything. He brought up to the point that he is laid off due to coronavirus. My fiance pays all the bills plus extras. My son and I are blessed not to have to want for anything. Because of this, I have just been putting the child support into my son's bank account and not using it for anything else. My question is, should I have sympathy on my baby daddy and let him off the hook from child support or should I have a not my problem attitude towards the situation and continue to let him pay? Thanks, ladies. You want to go first? Sure. Um, I absolutely feel like you should not have no sympathy on that nigga because at the end of the day, that is your child's father. This new man that's in your life is your fiance. And although he is about to be a stepfather to your child, he is not the man who created that child. I definitely feel like your baby daddy still needs to be responsible for his son in some aspect. You already said he don't come around. So the least he could do is pay his damn child support every month. It's not your problem. That's his problem. And he needs to figure it out. And especially if he's already on child support, that's a court court order. So he has to pay his child support Mm. every month. It's not no negotiating. Mm. Excuse me, when it comes to that shit, and you just said that you don't even use the money to spend it on your son because the stepfather is doing everything for y'all financially for the most part. So you putting the money into an account for him. So yes, that could be his college fund or that could be some money once he turns 18 and if he want to start a business or do whatever he wants to do when he becomes an adult, he can use that to start his business or do whatever. You know what I mean? Or you could use that to buy him a car once he gets to high school and shit. I feel like he definitely still needs to be paying that money every month and continue to stack and save, girl. Stack and save for your son. And I 100,000, 100% agree. I feel like 
the least you can fucking do is support your child. Right. You know, and a lot of men make the mistake of they be all happy when their child turns 18 because they don't have to pay no more, but you still have to be a fucking parent. So at the end of the day, when he turns 18, it's time to go to college. Mm-hmm. And just like Dre said, he's going to need a car. You don't know people's future. You don't know what's right. going to happen between you and your fiance. Now, I'm not saying anything bad, but right. I wish y'all all the best. But like I said, you never fucking know. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that child is not anybody else a responsibility thank god the lord blessed you to have a good man in your life Mm -hmm. but like i said you're doing the right thing by putting that money into an account for your son right guess what when he turns 18 he goes to college it may be a rainy day or something goes on and he needs some money Mm -hmm. and you know and you're not gonna have to come he's he's gonna be taken care of regardless so i think you're doing the right thing and i'm not saying like be like oh fuck you give me the money but i think you need to just explain that to him like hey you know i'm putting this in account for our son right so whenever he goes to college this is going to be for him to live off of right you have to realize that a lot of college students go to college and be broke Mm -hmm. and they don't have nothing and a lot of people have to work their way through college if i if it was if it's gonna be up to me Jackson is not going to have to work when he's through college. Right. When he's going to college. Because I want to be able to help and do that for him. Yeah, because I had to work in college and that shit and was that not shit is easy. fucking hard. Juggling a job and going to college full time. The purpose of being a good parent is to make your child's life easier than you had it. Right. So I feel like you're doing a good job and just explain to him that this is going into an account for him mm-hmm. and that this is going to be accessible. It's going to be his account when he turns 18 or it's going to be his car fund whenever he turns 16 to get a car so no sis get your coins for your child yeah and if he has an issue with that or he have any questions about it or anything take it up with the judge well no I wouldn't say take it up with the judge like if it's going into a separate bank account and you stacking and saving it for your son I will see him to savings every month yeah I don't have I wouldn't have no issue with that right. but you need to be paying your child support period. yeah and, I, and that's a good idea if he wants to say something about what you're doing with the money just send him a statement with everything uh, I list of everything that you're doing with the money every month right exactly so the next question is keeping a bdb hey ladies i'm a new listener and i absolutely love y'all i recently reconnected with the guy i lost my virginity to he wasn't shit back then but baby he's a bdb now once he got established and he periodically tried to shoot his shot once every year or two he's always been with other women so i turned down his advances however this time is different i'm on a whole sugar baby kick right now Oh no, I'm on a whole sugar baby kick, right? So a nigga with a big dick and money excites me. The kicker is he doesn't want to have sex. He just wants to buy me sex toys and play with my pussy. Y'all, this man pulled up on me last night and fingered me. Didn't even use the toys he paid for and pulled a stack of hundreds out of his pocket and gave me a couple for my time, he said. Now, my question is, how do I gotta, how do I go about getting more out of him? Because like Drea says, if it ain't beneficial, it's artificial. Thank you, ladies. Period, Pooh. I know that's right. Mm, I love when y'all quote um, me. <laughs> I recently had this conversation with a friend because she was asking me how to get stuff out of niggas. And I feel like the best way... Policy is honesty. <laughs> How is a nigga gonna know that you want more? Because let me tell you something that niggas do, especially BDBs, if they feel like you green and you don't know what's going on, they're gonna do the bare minimum and give you the least amount of money possible or whatever it is that you want. So the thing how you fix that is let them know, well, hey, I have this going on, or hey, I need this. Now you don't wanna be what do we call her? Beggy Bundy. Beggy Bundy. Like Beggy Bundy. Like. You don't want to be Beggy Bundy. So you don't want to be begging. But I feel like 
When I need something from a nigga, I let him know, well, yeah, you know, I got to get my hair done. I need to, um, like, for example, like when we did a cocktail show, I had to let the nigga know, hey, I need my hair done. Right. I'm opening up for the cocktail show this weekend. I need an outfit. And everything was taken care of. So mm-hmm. I feel like let him know exactly what you need and he going to take care of it. I completely agree with that. I always say this. I feel like if you don't, and I had to realize this at one point too, because I feel like I kind of used to always just be the type of girl where, you know, niggas would do shit for me, but I would never really want to ask dudes for shit. I would just let them do whatever they wanted to do. And it just so happened. You know, I used to run into some nice guys and they would just always end up doing shit. But when it comes to certain things that you really need or things that you really want, you know what I mean? How the fuck you expect this nigga to know? That you need certain things if you're not telling him specifically what you need. Because he's telling you specifically he want to finger that puss. And buy you toys and Ooh. do all that shit. So, yeah, it's like I just feel like, you know, you have to tell him you have to be vocal. Because to me, the worst thing that a nigga could do when you tell him what you want or ask him for something that you want is tell you no. Right. And if you know that he a BDB and he tells you flat out no, that ain't the nigga for you. Period. You know what I mean? That's just not Closed mouth, you. don't get fed on, on the boulevard. <laughs> Somebody had quoted me on Twitter one day and said, like Dre and Nicole said, Close mouths don't get fed on this boulevard. I said, Have y'all y'all ain't never heard this song? Y'all better, Ace Hood. Y'all better give better, Ace Hood his props. Don't be my king like that. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna move on to the next one. We're trying to get through a lot of these. We're really behind, y'all. We do apologize. Yeah. Oh, and just for all the new listeners out there, when we say BDB, that stands for a big dick baller, by the way. Because yes. we do use the terms a lot, but I know we be getting a lot of new listeners. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this says, Hey, hey, call me Mill. B. You two have both touched on surgery and post-op life, so I like your perspective. Say you've just gotten your sur- the surgery of your choice, maybe a nose job, boob job, or whatever. Also, during this time, you're dating a guy, and he's been with you before surgery, and now he's now with you after surgery. Relationship has its issues, but there are plenty of good times as well. Here's the thing. How would y'all feel if he continuously posted pictures of you prior to your surgery on his social media, despite having pictures of you after the surgery looking good as hell? Tell him to stop posting that shit. Yeah. That's a simple answer. Yeah, just tell him to stop. I would just tell him, like, damn, babe, you know that I got my body done or I did whatever. Like, I would prefer if you didn't post these old pictures of me. We could take some new... Because, I mean, y'all still together. Take some new pictures. Yeah, just tell him to stop that shit. Yeah, girl, just tell him cut this shit out. Cut that shit out. Okay, so one more. Okay, so the next question, Mother's Day Blues. Hi, ladies. I'm a 27-year-old woman who up until last week did not want a baby. I had so many opportunities to get knocked up by BDBs, all that, but a baby just was not what I wanted. However, seeing literally everyone around me getting pregnant and having their little ones, watching them growing up has me in my feelings. Now I want a baby. Am I pathetic for having these thoughts or is this normal? Um, and she wrote this to us, I think, the like day Mother's after day. Mother's Day. Or well, I'll like say that. this. I feel like it's a normal feeling as you get older to want a baby. Mm-hmm. But you just have to make sure you want them for the right reasons. I know a lot of women feel like having a baby by a rich nigga is the end all be all. But there's only a handful of women that we know that are living the lavish life from having a baby from a nigga. There's right. a lot of women out here who have babies by men and they're not, they're getting the bare minimum. Okay. Child, let me tell y'all something. I know some girls out here in Atlanta, they have 
babies with quote unquote BDBs and they still work in the club. Still work in the club. They still work and in I, the club. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm saying no, that's I'm not why, saying nothing is no, no, wrong no. with it, but no, what I'm saying is it's wrong whenever you're having that baby for a check. Now you did say that you were like in your feelings a little bit and you just kind of want a child. So like I said, as you get older, your feelings do change and you do want to be I, I feel like that motherly gene just kicks in for some women at some point. So I feel as long as your feelings are right and you want to have a child because you want to bring a child into this world and you're ready to be a mother that needs to be the only reason you have a baby is if you're in love and you're ready to create a person out of love or is if you really want to be a mother and you're ready to have that responsibility a man with a check should be no reason why you have a baby period yeah i mean i agree with that i feel like you have to have a baby when you ready because i i feel like you know that's that's normal to be in situations where you dating somebody and a dude might have money or whatever and he wants you to have a child you should never do something that you're not ready to do so you know kudos to you for not just having a baby just because the nigga wanted you to have one you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's good that you kind of stuck to your guns and didn't do something that you wasn't ready to do at the time but i feel like yeah i mean you you 27 you're not getting no younger i feel like if you are ready to have a kid you know what I mean, you got a potential a baby daddy or somebody that you care about or whatever. Girl, go ahead and have your baby. But like Lex said, you know, just make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons and not because you trying to get a check, you know, specifically because like I said, a lot of the time, stuff like that do be kind of backfiring on girls when they go into situations for that reason. They don't always end up getting exactly what they think they're going to get. We see it all the times in the blogs and stuff with a lot of these celebrities, how they baby mamas be suing them for child support because they be saying that they not paying you know what they need to be paying and they not taking care of the child so you know just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons but it is perfectly normal once you get to a certain age to you know be ready to have a kid Mm -hmm. i think that was um a good i'm sorry (laughs) um that was a good um explanation like i said yeah we both agree on that so um is there anything else you need to add no i don't think i have anything else to add this week um I do have a song I want to sing. Now, I'm not going to sing long oh. today because I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> it's late. We about to drop this. Y'all about to get this right at fucking midnight. Right. Too. So, um, just in honor of uh 112 and the Jagged Edge versus battle that just happened. <laughs> now, who y'all think won? I am not going to lie. I don't know. It's kind of like a close call for me because I was definitely a Jagged Edge and 112 girl, but I'm not going to lie. I was listening to the playlist on Tidal earlier today because they got a versus play, uh, playlist on Tidal mm, with all of both, with both of their songs on there. And as I was listening to the, it's about 40 songs. And as I was listening to the playlist, I do feel like Jagged Edge had more radio bops. Mm-hmm. And stuff. I definitely agree with you. I feel like the only reason people feel like 112 won is because they had the um songs lined up properly and their sound was a little bit better. Yeah. Because the thing about these versus battles, it definitely has a lot to do with like the quality. Your energy, the quality, and everything like that. But when it comes to like hit for hit, Jagged Edge definitely does. Absolutely. Because 112 had used to have a lot of features back in the day, I feel like too. They were on a lot of other people's songs versus Jagged Edge. Most of their songs that were hits were just theirs. Right. Um, okay, so let me sing my song. Let me uh let me get the lyrics because I don't want to mess it up. I'm gonna do I, I was gonna do another one. What are you about to sing? Don't bro? be looking over here, girl. <clears throat> Rolling down a lonely highway, asking God <laughs> to please forgive me. 
for messing up the blessing he gave to me. I see. Stop laughing, bro. This is why I'm about to skip to the fucking door. It feels like I'll just walk right out of heaven. It feels like I done damn near thrown my life away. Like a child that's lost that cell I'm so scared. Don't know what to do <laughs> to get back right with you. Ooh, that was good. That was good. But I I'm pray sorry. Me. I cannot I never love not laugh. Wine, homie. Okay. <laughs> I was feeling myself. I'm in the moment <laughs> now. I'm trying to do a whole concert. <laughs> but a little unfinished. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. But yes, I can never not laugh because, bro, it be the faces that you be making. It is serious. I'm just letting y'all know this it album coming to me. I cannot take it. Um, and yes, please listen. I know it's at the end of the episode. It's not going to be a YouTube this week. We're going to be back in the studio very, very soon. Mm-hmm. June 8th, the YouTube will be dropped consistently again. But like I said, it's Corona, so please be easy with us. Um, like I said, make sure y'all email us, askpoorminds at gmail.com. You yes. got anything you want to add? Oh, oh, RIP to that man. <laughs> It's not funny, but Dre, you could at least know the man. His name. name is his name was George. I forgot his last name. It's I'm Jeffrey. Going. I thought. His na- see, no, bitch, you can at least know his name. See, Why you talking all this shit? His name was George, George Floyd. <laughs> you just looked it. This is not funny. It's really not. It's not. God forgive me. Seriously. Yes, because you the one who making the joke out of I me. I did not. But yes, RIP to him because that was really really that, sad. No, it, it was heartbreaking honestly, watching that video. So I just really did want to. You know, send my condolences to his family and, you know, and to anybody that's close to him. I saw that as well. Yeah. And I just feel like it was very heartbreaking watching that because he was out there working. He don't even live in, he didn't even live in Minnesota. And it crazy. was just very upsetting that things like that are still happening in 2020. Um, so. I just feel like for our black men and women, like we just have to move extra careful. We can't, we, we don't get the pleasure of just walking around yeah. and living freely. Unfortunately, we don't. So so, um, yeah, shout out to his family. Prayers up to all of them and everybody going through it. Like, that shit was really sad. But I'm glad that the police department acted quickly and they fired all four involved. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully there'll well. be a charge because I don't know why I watched that video, but it was so fucking disturbing. It was very disturbing. And the, the fact, man and was the getting pe- pleasure out of that. The officer that was on Well, the reason it was because the people in the background were telling him, but it's like, you know, it's the ego thing. These cops have such a fucking nasty ass ego. Yeah. So they're telling him, hey, he's not moving. Get up off his neck. He's like, no, no. Just because you don't want somebody to tell you what to do. But so, but now this you have lost your job, and this man has lost his life. Yeah. So I just feel like for a lot of people, you know, we something's got to change. Absolutely, it may and it makes you scared. So like, I know a lot of women were tweeting and stuff who have sons, and a lot of men who have sons. It just makes you scared to raise a black man, a young black man in America right now. You know what I mean? It's very, very disheartening to watch things like that. But yeah, also, um, I'm gonna update my Amazon. My Amazon storefront this week with some more products and stuff. So I'm going to be posting that on my Instagram story and we're going to add the link in the description box. And that's all that I have this week. All righty. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.